So you guys have a you guys have a you guys are prepared for today. You have things to talk about. We have the news. We have everything. We've watched some of the wrestling, or at least highlights of some kind. Yes, good. Let's play ball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am, of course, Ginger Heat, and I'm back. That's right from a little hiatus. The Ginger God himself has returned to grace your ears with my voice. And, of course, I am not alone. Holding down the fort have been these three fantastic gentlemen, and we'll start off with none other than the Waxy, the Venomous, the Son of the Dentist, the Waxman. What is going on? Did you miss me? No. Norman's screaming at me. <laughs> actually, it is it is nice because I know it's been a few weeks since we've actually been four jobbers. We've all, I think, taken a week or week off, or for yeah, not just taken a week off, just been away out of necessity. Uh, I moved. I'm now in the Wax Dome 2.0. Oh, let's go. Uh, I must Dingle, ad- dangle. That's right. Thank you. Uh, I must admit- <laughs> well, here comes a bangle. Yeah, okay. A little late I don't bangle. Know why it, I don't know why it splits up like that, but I must admit, because of the hectic week I've had, I have caught up. I'm aware of what's been going on on the weekly shows. I have not watched uh, an actual show, but I know all the bits and pieces- and I'm ready to talk some uh, sports entertainment. Well, someone who isn't entertaining is, of course, the enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the mysterious Chelsea fan himself. They hate Jason. Did you miss me, Jason, in all this time that I was away? You were away? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even notice. (laughs) I love you, too. And so that brings us, of course, over to none other than... Another COVID friend of ours. He is, well, actually, we don't know if it's COVID yet, but he's sick again. He's the buddy from Kirkcuddy, Jordan Deves, all the way from Edinburgh, Scotland, an original jobber. What is going on, dude? How you feeling? Oh, rough. You know, you sound great, though. Yeah. Boys, I'm fucking steaming. Do you know what? (laughs) I wish I was steaming. I wish I, I'm, I'm, I wish that was what was going on here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I came out of the pod and I, I said to you guys that I wasn't feeling great. I've done some tests and it's all been negative, but I thought, right, I need to turn up to the pod and I need to have everything set up. So I'm sitting here, I've got my Lural to blow my nose. You're wet, wet. But this is the... <laughs> like, a Lural? In case I need to... Lural... What's a loo roll? Loo roll. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. a loo roll. What's I've yeah. got a laurel here. He I got a laurel. No, I, I, got laurel. Like, I got my laurel. I got a toilet <laughs> roll here. Right. Toilet roll. So that's if I need to blow my nose. But then what if my nose gets blocked? So you ever I've heard of Kleenex? An, I've got an inhaler thing to stick up my nose in case it gets blocked. But then I thought I'll need to get thirsty, right? So I thought I'll, I'll have some water here. But then I wasn't sure. Water gets you was, thirsty all the time. <laughs> like exactly right so you know i need that water but then what if i need something that's gonna water. you know soothe an itch at the back so i've got oh, a whiskey as well whoa uh, what is it 
Uh, it's a beautiful, if you've not had it before, I think you should have a look into it. It's a beautiful uh, whiskey called Buna Haben. Ah. Uh, lovely little uh, nuts, spice. Not that I can smell that right now, but I read the bottle. Um, <laughs> it's all for show. <laughs> exactly, right? And can't uh, smell? I thought, well, I can't. No, not right now. And um, <laughs> not I right. can't come onto the pod without a beer. So I've got a Whoa, nice porter. Get it up, let's go. Is that a Guinness mm. or is that just a, a porter? No, it's a dark porter. Oh. Um, I can't remember what it is, actually. It's lovely, though. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got everything here. I've got that and, and my little. So we're good to go. I need to blow my nose with my little. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking a night off. From the... Oh jeez. Oh my oh, god. That's it's worse than I did with full blown vid. Don't make me laugh. That's what happens. I took a night off the drinking. I needed it. Uh, being away in Nova Scotia, New Scotland, the better Scotland. They have more bars per capita than anywhere else. I think in North America, other than St. John's, Newfoundland. So uh, they need them out there. Yeah, they, yeah, but they have a lot of craft breweries, man, popping up everywhere. Even right beside our hotel is a great craft brewery. Got two sour beers there. I'm a big sour son of a gun. Sour so puss. Sour beer. You're a big yeah, sour exactly. bastard. <laughs> I mean, hey, I got to you. I, I learned from the best. Be sour. <laughs> yeah, if, if if anyone's sour, right? Yeah. You know, Brad and Brett, we we go together hand in hand on that one. And then of course, I was at a cottage or a chalet. I, a lot of the guys there they call it a chalet. Would you ever call it that? You guys ever heard that term before? If you're going up I north, Jordan, did it they go chalet. the chalet? I've it is a chalet. Chalet. I chalet. I a chalet is only something that's near snow. Like, <laughs> near snow. Well, if it were <laughs> snowing, <laughs> it would be in the snow. <laughs> yeah, but like I would never call something unless, like, it's a cottage in the summer and a chalet in the winter. You mean like an igloo? Yeah, yeah, It's only a chalet if it's. I don't think you're allowed to say igloo anymore. You no, know? you can say igloo. No. You can't say Eskimo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, but there you go. There we go. I said it. <laughs> um, that'll be that. Edmonton football team. Yeah, of course. the Elks. The Elks now. They suck. Taking taking the anyway. word and using it for the white man's profit, obviously, worse than saying it in context. Yes, there, yes, of course. But it was yeah. you know Nova Scotia stolen land as well. The Mi'kmaq people had their land taken. It's all stolen land. It's all stolen land. Hey, the English, you know, motherfuckers. The French, those fuckers. Doing yeah. a lot of fuckery Scots, over here. We're okay. We're nice. Hope everyone so had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, on that note, I did. Canadian Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. I think we just celebrate it not because of any pilgrimage or anything, just because. What, what, what did you what guys have it? for for supper on your Thanksgiving dinner compared to what? Like, what did you have traditionally? What did you have this year? For supper. For huh. dinner. <laughs> oh, for dinner. Aye. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> What's supper like? No, I had some. Uh, I had some great banana skins, and uh... <laughs> I had. Uh, I didn't have turkey, so it wasn't that. I wasn't that no, thankful. I, I think I just had takeout. Yeah. It Usually right it's turkey, right? That's the usual. But uh, I had, I had uh, a lobster well, this year. Roast beef. <laughs> roast beast. Roast some sort of roast animal. Yeah, roast beast. Hopefully it was beef. What, what, what's Canadian Thanksgiving all about? Like, are you? Th- Thankful for just what? be thankful for something, damn it! You don't have to go yeah, so deep I into it. Just, I think it's just about eating turkey. Yeah, thankful for turkey. You get together yeah, with sure your family, original. you eat, and you say you're thankful for shit, and that's it. You used yeah. to celebrate colonialism, and uh, that's not allowed anymore. So you got to find something else to be thankful yes. for. Yes, nice. Is it on the, it's not on the same time as American, American Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is in November. 
Ours oh, is yeah, in October. Right. We got to be different. Better. I like it better Faster. in October. Yeah, it feels like more of an October holiday. It gives yeah. you a chance to go away. That's that's kind of like why we went to Halifax because we had an extra day off there. Bang, use that part of the vacation, and bang. away you go. Bang, bang. There's a lot of wrestling going on there. I saw some some wrestling shirts. Uh, there might have been a, a performance in town. There might have been a show in town. There was also a woman, uh, quite the woman, wearing a Freedom Fighter T-shirt, walking around. With some <laughs> there was quite a down. woman. Quite a woman. <laughs> quite a woman. Why was she quite, quite a woman? She was uh, impactful. Don't treat me like a woman. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to IWS had a had a live show this past weekend as well. Minoru Suzuki was in the building. Wow, ah. that's sick. Uh, that's what. Didn't have a that's chance crazy. to go, unfortunately. Did he fight uh, Big Angry Ben? He fought Big Ben. Bab. Big Ben Ortmans. Ben no, Orton? No, also known as the security guard on WWE on the, on Raw the when they're in guards. town. Yeah. Or SmackDown. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to uh, Professor Shane Hawk. Going to be on AEW Dark. Uh, I think today he was on it. Because yep. AEW came up to Toronto. Toronto. For a couple shows. So him and JT Producer, friends of the show. That's crazy. That is so pretty cool. Sick, man. Can you believe it, guys, that we know that have been grinding for so long? Really genuinely good people that man are now was on the show. Man getting was on the some podcast. fucking getting some shine. You know, yeah, Shane, friend of the show for sure. Uh, I don't know if JT would ever want to be on, but JT open invitation for follows sure. us on Instagram, so Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's it, man. We are back. I'm happy to be back. Happy to talk some wrestling with you, sons of guns. And as it is nice every once in a while to take a little break. You know, not from the podcast so much, but from maybe watching wrestling so closely and watching full shows and everything. You take a break, you come back to it, and my God, did I choose a time to fucking miss. Bray Wyatt is back. He has this big speech, and it was crazy. I mean, I know you guys probably talked about it before, but i uh, got to say it was pretty pretty fun to watch that, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I know not everybody's a fan of the mysterious uh, pishery, but if it's within the realm of, of wrestling, I will accept it and go forward with it. I said the exact same thing. Uh, if it tiptoes into the weird and the haunted a little bit, that's okay. But I always said The Fiend is a great horror movie character, not a great wrestling show character. So I hope whatever this new thing's going on with Bray, uh, I'm willing to be patient and see how it kind of unfurls. And uh, see what happens, whether there's other people, whether it's Bray's split personalities that are the Wyatt Six. We don't really know. Let's Give find out. Give me Bo, baby. I heard I you guys are also him. happy that Bo Dallas is back. My guy. Is he well, back? Hopefully well, back. Hopefully. Yeah, well, there's Attention. rumors. Please. Rumors. Please. I think Rumor. this, this version Please. seems to be very um, McFoley in its... Um, yeah, a few faces appearance oh. like it's, it's a few faces that that's what it feels like Interesting. I, mean, got, I don't know I'm sure we can talk about it later if you guys want to or if, if somebody else brings it up but um, Bray on Smackdown it, they obviously wanted to give Wyndham Rotunda the opportunity to say what he wanted to say on live television but that would completely detract away from the camera right so they had to do it in such a way that it it felt real, but also it didn't completely destroy kayfabe. 
Mm. And I think they managed to do that pretty well. Wow, yeah, that's a um, tight that's a tight rope to walk. Oh yeah, right. It, it he made it look really, so really easy. He makes that yeah. look effortless, and that is a fucking hard thing to do. Like, yeah. come on, not many people there's can not, do that. There's not many Damn. can do that. There's not many that can do that. And wow. I think that just shows why we wanted them back so much. Like whether you enjoy the character or didn't, you appreciate his ability. Um, and and I think yeah I I I loved that particular segment. I watched it and I felt I could feel the passion from him, but I just loved that they tied it right back into the actual character that we're yeah. now going to see. Right, oh, amazing, amazing, Let's go. amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, should we? Uh... <laughs> Jason started the funny. This game. is the news. Thank you. So, uh, I actually found it a little bit tricky to find that much that was newsworthy. There were some things, don't get me wrong. Uh, so again, if, if, I, if I mention something here that's not remotely interesting to any of you, we can vote to take it off the island, send it away into the bin, uh, and not talk about it. But let's start with, I think, our top story, because Triple H continues, although hope he's getting better. Yeah, COVID, right yeah. um, so hope he uh, is doing okay. Uh, but Triple H continues to make changes to the landscape of the WWE, and one change that seems to have come out is that gimmick pay-per-views are a thing of the past. Woo! So, yes, Jason, <laughs> I want to ask you about this because you have, I think, been the most vocal against these types of pay-per-views, the Hell in a Cells, the TLCs, the extreme rules uh also said there's no there's not going to be any pay-per-views and i keep saying pay-per-views the premium live events between survivor series and the royal rumble so jason what will come in its place is this a good change should we have less pay-per-views in general where do you think we should go from here it's obviously very good i think these gimmick pay-per-views might have been cool at the start but they're based around the kind of matches that you don't want to have just for the sake of having them. Definitely. These matches are supposed to feel big. They're supposed to be blood feuds. They're supposed to pop up at any time that they're necessary. They're not supposed to be scheduled events. I hated that so much. As far as what you want to bring back, you bring back No Mercy, you bring back Unforgiven, you bring back all these classics that we love with great names, and you could put any kind of matches you want on them, or and you could just cut back in general on pay-per-views as well, stop sneaking in these little stinky shows, and uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's lovely. It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. You should not have Hell in a Cell just because there's a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell and you need to have one. You need a feud that fits the gimmick of Hell in a Cell. That's why it was created. That's what it's there for. Uh, Jordan, another uh, change they've mentioned to the pay-per-view structure is given the success of Clash at the Castle, for which you were in attendance. Uh, we are keeping the Saudi shows that, that we had to expect. But they also seem to want to do one international pay-per-view now per year, whether that's always going to be in Europe, maybe Canada gets some love. Toronto, Montreal could both do a pay-per-view, I'm sure. Thoughts on that to get hotter international crowds? Is this the right move? Yeah, I mean, look at look at the roster, right? There's there's people from parts of Europe. Um, there are people from the UK, Ireland, these kind of places that 
I, I, I'm not saying you need to wait until there's a pay-per-view there to be able to put over a particular person, but you definitely get a different feel from a crowd when somebody has a a home favourite, right? Of course. And unfortunately, with only having pay-per-views in the United States, everyone's a home favourite, right? I, you know, eventually you've got like the the the, the home home favourite or the state favourite or all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely but, not the same. But it's not the same. You know, if you've got a Seamus, imagine having a pay-per-view in Dublin and Seamus was on the card. Like, that's going to be insane. Yeah, like Finn. Like, folk would go insane. Finn. You would cheer Finn for once. (laughs) Yeah, right? Imagine having a pay-per-view in, I mean, I don't know how they would do this, but imagine they had a pay-per-view in Austria and Gunther was on the card. Like, it it would just be wild, right? I'd I'd fly out. Yeah, right? It would be cool. That'd be crazy. I think there's no reason why they can't do this. And the more the more widespread the WWE gets in terms of being able to put on these events, the more people they're going to get watching the, the product. I understand Absolutely. that it's a, a lot of money and it's a big production to get something out there, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to draw eyes. I can tell you from first-hand experience the volume of people that are genuinely not wrestling fans that were involved in Clash at the Castle just because it was in Cardiff was insane. Really? I was I was speaking to people that were like, I don't watch wrestling, but it's a big event and it's happened, so I've come down to see it, that's, or I've come down to Cardiff for the weekend just to, to be, be around, around the atmosphere yeah. or whatever. That's sick. That's very cool. And that's, that's what these things will do. And WWE is in this position where they have the money and the ability to do this. Keep doing Absolutely. it. I like it. Just you know the one thing you the get last in Europe pe- is sorry. big. Oh, oh, no worries. I was going to say big, big football stadiums in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, in Vienna, we have Ernst Happel Stadium where I saw the Rolling Stones this past summer. Imagine putting a pay per view there with Gunther oh. coming out. Sorry, Jason. What were you going to say? I was going to say, do you know the last pay per view held in Montreal? Guess, guess the year it and the name. You'll never guess the name. Ninety-seven. No, oh, no, it was a. Uh, was it Bad Blood? No, we went. Uh, I went to it. I'm pretty sure I was at it. It was. It's a random name that I don't think they ever used again. And there was a gimmick where it was all like submission matches. I think. Oh, Je Cyber Sunday. No, it was. Uh, I know this. It was like No Limit or some something like that. Close. It was Breaking Point. Breaking Point. Yeah. In 2009. And the main event was CM Punk versus The Undertaker in a submission match for the World Heavyweight Championship that went 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Wow. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> pure. I don't think I went to that. You, I, no, you I were there. I think so. I, I was there? That's I why I don't remember. Yeah, we were there. We were there. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I would definitely would have missed a pay-per-view in Montreal. That's why it sounded like... Of course. I do have a question uh, for Brad. As you're the big storyline guy, you. So, again, saying that there's no pay-per-view set for between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, that's going to be a good, what, month and a half to two months where it's really just weekly shows. What do you think this does from a storyline, from a character-building perspective? Let's these things breathe a bit more. It brings me back to something I was thinking on the last topic uh, about... Are we going to see more title defenses on the weekly shows now? And are you guys okay with that? Because we just saw Riddle and Seth, right? And that was kind of like, 
guess what? It's the main event, but it's for a title. It's the U.S. title. Jay, what do you think? Given the, given no. the boots there. I, I was going to no. talk about that later. No. I don't okay. like these, okay, we can these talk about frivolous okay. title defenses. I don't like it. Okay. I figured you were going to say that. That's why. Because I was like, I'm down for story building and everything, but is it going to lead to random title matches when there shouldn't be and there isn't enough? You could qualify for the Rumble I mean, if you have all that time. You have to. Yeah, I, yeah. I do, do a good Rumble cool. qualification. Tournaments, I love a tournament. I don't have a problem yeah. with there being a title match on a on a weekly show, but it it's when it's just, hey, this is happening tonight. Yeah, Why? Cool. There's the pen. Wait, let me get my pen. <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. The talking like, pen. If, if, if you... If you're going to tell me that Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins is happening on a Raw, why? Has he earned a shot? No. Nope. It just happened. Yeah. Don't argue with the pen or you'll get the sharp end of the pen right oh. up your arnus. Alrighty. Well, salt salt I, see I got you all involved there in that little news story. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. I got a couple smaller news stories here. Uh, someone who was recently cleared to wrestle, who I actually didn't even realize was unable to wrestle, but now that I think about it, she hadn't really been in a wrestling match. She's been kind of getting into physical alter- altercations as part of the Judgment Day, especially as Beth Phoenix got herself involved. But Rhea Ripley is officially cleared to wrestle. She had a brain injury, which sounds very uh, serious. Glad to hear she's doing all right. Um We've said a lot that the women's division is in need of maybe a little jolt of life, more so on SmackDown, but even Raw could use a little bit of a, a shake-up. Uh, where do you see Rhea, and this is to anybody, where do you see Rhea Ripley fitting in, especially now as, as a big heel, maybe the one of the biggest female heels is she on, on the Raw? card? She is on Raw, yeah, technically. Raw. Well, we finally have a contender for the Raw Women's Championship that can actually yeah. defeat the champion for once in a long time. Yeah, Since I, th- you know, I think the, tr- the trouble is that she's part of the Judgment Day and she's tied into this whole Dominic thing at the minute. Dominic I will say Dominic. the fact that she has been injured this entire time and I didn't know does make me appreciate the Judgment Day a little bit more because it's made me realize they were able to utilize a talent within their programming. And I, I didn't even know that they weren't able to That's be true. part of that. Yeah, And I, I do appreciate realize. that. Um, because it wasn't like she was getting involved massively, but enough that the result interfering in many work. matches, bringing in yeah, Dominic, she's in, she's integrated <coughs> the storyline, helping them win. She was the muscle in a lot of cases, like yeah, maybe pushing someone into a a pile of garbage or something. Yeah, um, I would love to see her even as part of the Judgment Day win a title. Yeah, I just need to see her do something again. I think she has never really had that chance in this character. Um, Definitely not. Not yeah, She so hasn't yeah. had a chance to do much, because yeah. she hasn't had like a real program with someone nah. yet, I guess, right? She's more been like the side piece? Nah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think I think <laughs> this now, with the Judgment Day seeming to finally be on a roll a little bit, uh, now that obviously they're with the, the feuding with the OC uh, for Crown Jewel, I'm curious to see how she implicates herself now that she can actually maybe take some bumps uh, and wrestle. Yeah. I mean, our first match is tonight, right? Our first match back is tonight, I believe. She was picked by Cora Jade to be part of this oh, yeah. pick your poison 
NXT mashup thing. Pick your um, fish. Pick so your yeah, fish. She, she'll be wrestling tonight, I believe. So that's cool. Yep. I don't know what this is. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk a bit about NXT main roster mixing in a little bit. Uh, so. Some injury news. Dave Meltzer has mentioned that Adam Cole has a very bad concussion. There is no timeline on his return. It's a matter of when he gets cleared. Could be tomorrow. Could be never. And uh, Yeah, never was mentioned. And you don't want it mentioned, right? You want to talk about recovery times. And they're like, right now it's like indefinite. Head injury. That's that's really crazy. A a bad concussion like that. That's, that's, you know, that's scary. Um, With, with, uh, you know. Especially with AEW, and I don't even want to say it from this perspective. It kind of sounds lame. Obviously, we hope for him he can at least get to a good livelihood at the very least. Um, but obviously for AEW in a time when your EVPs are out indefinitely, your big, big signing is probably not coming back. Um, you know, you still have your your kind of pillar guys, but Adam Cole was definitely a big acquisition for them and he hadn't really gotten off the ground quite yet with storylines and things like that so hopefully uh, he's able to recover and come back safely Um, on that note yeah i i I saw an interesting um discussion on i say discussion there was a discussion an interesting thread on twitter about who has used adam cole better wwe or AEW. And at this point in the game, I genuinely think WWE used Adam Cole better than AEW have to this point. For sure. And I, I had so much potential yeah. for Adam Cole in AEW because he could be loose a little bit more. Unfortunately, it's he just was not still hot too. Yet. He was still riding that NXT wave yeah. of, of momentum was coming in. And yeah. as much as we clown on him on this show, like we make fun of him all the time, gas station weasel, all of that. You know, it's never against him as a person, as a performer. We want him to wrestle forever. You know, and, and even if, if we don't like someone, usually we end up watching to see them lose, right? So that's a whole part of being a heel and everything else. And he's a great heel, and he's super over. So that sucks. It's mad over. Yeah. It, it oh, well, doesn't help that need... Kyle O'Reilly's hurt too, and that was going to be, I'm sure, his guy. Yeah. Bobby Fish is gone, although was spotted at uh, a WWE taping. So mm-hmm. might not be Your gone boy. for long. Big Fish. Uh, yep, Big Bobby. The Gefilte. Uh, okay, this this one's interesting. Uh, so some news came out that Ronda Rousey had a different idea for how her match with Liv at Extreme Rules would finish. She wanted to take a bump onto Tax. She wanted Liv to push her onto Tax, then lock Liv in the armbar and have Liv basically pass out in a field of Tax. <laughs> uh, Triple H shot this down. They don't do Tax in uh, WWE anymore. Oh. Uh, I want to go really? to you, Jason, because you were especially critical. I mean, we all were, but you were especially critical of this match. If uh, that had panned out the way it did, would that have changed anything for you uh, in your perception of the match? Um. Well, you could have like a giant turd or a giant turd full of tacks. I guess the giant turd full of tacks <laughs> would look more dangerous, so I guess it would help a little bit. I guess. Um, I did. I actually, I actually went back and watched this match again because I wanted to be sure ah. that it that it wasn't good, and it wasn't like the it wasn't the worst match ever. But for what it was supposed to be, as far as like hardcore 
and uh, intense. It just really wasn't. The chair shots were horrible. The bat shots were horrible. The ending was horrible. So anything would have been better. Yeah. Throw some tacks. There was a least. lot of hype on this, right? There was a, a lot, lot of hype. This yeah. is Liv's chance to be hardcore. This is it. It was she's a missed lost. opportunity more than she's anything. She's gonna lose, yeah. but she's gonna look strong doing it. And she and it just looked. Uh, it was a convoluted mess. Like they didn't know what to do. They're all locked up like a pretzel, and all of a sudden it was just over. And there, people were like, yeah. uh, okay. And that was the blow off to this massive feud. So yeah. all that, to, all that to say, like passed out. Yeah. yeah, all that to say, the tax would have helped a bit, but still would have been shit. But not yeah. <laughs> Can't polish a turd. Um, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin showed up. Uh, mm. On Raw, mm. I don't know if Jason, you were going to talk about this in your. Uh... Uh, no, it wasn't going to make it, but uh, okay. We could... So I'll mention it here. Uh, Baron Corbin came back, and he's back with John Bradshaw Layfield. <laughs> yeah, Jason's the wrestling. Talk about this is Jason's boy, right? God like, himself. Is... Yeah, we'll go right back to Jason. I actually didn't watch uh, the return, but he's back as Baron <laughs> Corbin. He's back in tights. He's yeah. not wearing his. Hawaiian shirts. JBL anymore. wasn't wearing tights, I'll tell you that. JBL was wearing, <laughs> wearing cases. Big old baggy pants. He's wearing Jinko jeans. Uh, yeah, so Jason or whoever watched, I, I didn't have a chance to actually watch the segment. Um, did it work? Did it work for you? Um, I'm happy that JBL's back because he's a fantastic heel. He's just a natural douche. So it yeah. just felt so right, you know? Um, seeing Corbin back was cool. I don't think it's quite there yet. He kind of came back and they slapped a vest on him, like a limited edition action figure with a cheap <laughs> vest. Like, uh, so I wish he came came out looking like a mini JBL, you know, like, oh. like a, with a with a hat with the same oh, hat cool. and, and and everything. That would just be, just be a, a mini douchebag JBL, and maybe it'll get there. I'm happy. Cowboy Baron. Yeah, Cowboy Baron <laughs> would be sick. Baron Corbin's great. I know, like it's he almost is. a faux pas to say that, and and so Shouldn't many be. people just don't like him. But then they say why they don't like him. They're not quite sure. It's just because he feels kind of boring. He's never been used right. I don't know. But he's got he's got the ability. He's a legit tough guy. Uh, he has charisma. Like he he's got he had moments. He had, had moments. Yeah, he's been over. He's, he's just been over. not any. Yeah. He can't be anything other than a heel. He's got to be. A oh, heel. he's yeah. no. He's got to be a heel for sure. For, for a sure. minute, when he was like the when he was the rocker dude, and we didn't really like him at first, there was a moment though where he started getting the lone over wolf? as this. Yeah, the lone wolf, the tough rocker. guy. <laughs> NXT. Rocker. I don't know. That's all he is. A rock and roll. He has a heart. He was know, basically met, what Damian Priest was when Damian Priest first came up. <laughs> yes, they're very yeah. very similar. Yeah, like those are two guys that are very just like again. legit tough guys. Love rock music, heavy metal, whatever, and uh, <laughs> it looks like they're they're ready to rock out together. I, I don't know. I'm Put priest and I love heavy metal. <laughs> no, but, but what I want is like it's an he, actual beat, promo. <laughs> he, he beat he uh, beat Dolph Ziggler, which is so random. I want him to be a legit threat. Like if he's gonna be a douchebag with JBL, make him a badass and you know kick some ass. Yeah, he doesn't to, have be, to... to be fair, he could have just come out with JBL and then beat some jobber. Yeah, that would have been better. He, he did. He, no, no, it wouldn't have. He, he no. came out and he beat Dolph Ziggler. He's the now, job, the Dolph, best jobber they have. Right? <laughs> better that than Jimmy McNulty from <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, or something like that. Like, yeah. Dayton. Jimmy McNulty I just, I just, sounds I just, like someone you actually know. Uh, I just hope they work on his um they work on his his gear a little bit and his character and maybe they can have funny segments where they're being douchebags together. You know, I think it could really work I, and. It sounds like you Amazing. want to work Corbin on his, uh, penis. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, 
couple more couple more news stories before we move on. Uh, Chris Jericho has re-signed with AEW to a contract extension and an expansion of his role. He's going to help out with creative and management. He's already a locker room leader. Uh, we've been down this road a little bit with AEW, with talent also being in a managerial type role, like a player coach type thing. Is it going to be different because it's Jericho? Or does AEW need to move away from this altogether? Jordan, as the AEW mark, what do you think? Uh, I think having somebody in that role is not necessarily a bad thing. That is proven by the way that some characters or, or people have been like that in WWE. Um, I think at the minute, Jericho is doing an incredible job of being what I would class as a player manager, right? So if you're you know if you're talking football, you've got players, you've got managers, but there are occasionally times where that overlaps and you've got a player manager. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, do you know what? We're down a goal, I'm gonna jump on and see if I can, you know, affect the, the score or whatever. I think that's what Jericho needs to adopt. At the minute, he's a great player and he's still working re- pretty well for a guy who's mid fifties, right? Mm-hmm. very well Incredible. so long as he is able to adopt the manager role better and by that i mean being able to take a step back and let other people shine get him on commentary get him working on the creative in the background but he's got nothing to do with it then i think it's a really smart move for him and for the company to keep somebody like that in a longer term contract my concern would be if his and, and i'm not saying he has this but if his ego gets in the way and he's still him in the main title picture in a couple of years' time, I, I think that's going to wear thin with a lot of fans. Um, I don't think he will do that. I think he is smart enough um, to know that he's probably not going to be there. But I think having him at the helm is definitely better than what they have done in the past. Um Clearly, because the guys who were running the show before are now all suspended. So, <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing Chris Jericho was was known for a little bit, at least in the tail end of his time with WWE, is for putting people over. He, he always said he liked losing the big feud. He didn't mind losing. He was big enough of a star that it didn't hurt him anymore he lost to fandango he lost to fandango exactly come on when's he coming back i don't know uh (laughs) and finally last news story we touched on a little bit is more and more wwe main roster wrestlers are jumping down to nxt for a stint uh one match two matches and apparently the idea behind it is kind of like in sports where you call up your 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 young talent and you play them with your existing talent and see how they hang. Can they hang with your existing talent? So I think what the idea here is, is to use these WWE main roster guys coming down as a bit of a measuring stick. Are these NXT developmental talents ready to kind of compete? And if not, I also think, you know, you, maybe now that it's more of a developmental brand, not like an indie darling brand anymore... You don't want people just hanging around for five, six, seven years, not improving, not getting better. There's plenty of performance center people. There's plenty of people in the indies, in the house shows who can do a better job, maybe. 
So it seems like NXT is becoming a little bit more at a certain point, we expect you to take this step. But if you don't, then uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Exactly. Um, I'll I'll even just answer this. I think this is unequivocally positive, uh, especially if NXT is now very clearly a developmental brand, which it is. I mean, by the end of NXT Black and Gold, as much as I reminisce about it very fondly, yeah, you know, the Johnny Garganos, the Champas, the, the Pete Dunns, the... Um, uh, Candice LeRae's, they were there for years and years and years. And as much as they loved it, you always wonder, okay, isn't the idea to kind of build you up and get you on that main roster? So I think this is a good move. It, it's maybe a little bit more stressful, but you got to develop. If you're on a developmental mm-hmm. brand, you're being paid to be on a developmental brand, you have to develop. And so I think it'll work very well. Survival of the fittest. Uh, I don't wish anybody lose their jobs just for the sake of losing their jobs, of course, but it seems like they're going to be put through all the tests, all the necessary kind of assurances, and I think it is a positive move. And with that, that is your news. This is the news. That's right. <laughs> there it is. Bung, bung, bung. Bung, bung, bung. Ah. <laughs> Get all ah. the bells. All the bells. Ah. 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 Hey, all right. What was, it, what was it Wax said that time? You know it's good. And it's it's good. And, and when it's, it's good, it, it's, it's good. It's, go- it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, magic carpet uh, agrobot. <laughs> I got a video ever. It is. Well, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. It is. It's there. so funny because when I when I see the video, the image in my head is him kicking and falling and hurting his leg. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> kicked that his video. leg out of his leg. My second favorite video. <laughs> still, still bothers me sometimes. <laughs> kick his leg out of his leg. Uh, All right, it's good. It's time for injury. one, one up, one down. One good, one up. One, good, one, one down, pish. one up. One good, one down. One, one, one good, one pish, pish. One sideways. Now it's time for one good, one pish with your top G. <laughs> G. Um, so <laughs> let's start with a uh, pitch. Top J. I think Top we J. we mentioned it earlier uh, as far as title matches and if they should be on Raw, SmackDown, or just on pay-per-views, how often they should happen, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't have a problem with them happening on SmackDown or Raw, but I do have a problem with them popping up out of nowhere and not really having a reason for it happening. Like, I like when title matches feel like a big deal, and I think they should always feel like a big deal. And uh, Triple H put these little nice packages together for the U.S. title when he came into power. You know, oh, Triple H cares about the titles now, blah, blah, blah. It's like, for me, maybe I'm alone on this, but I hate when they're defended too many times, when they're defended randomly against random people and uh, with no real reason. Like, having a title match, getting a, a chance to win a championship in the WWE should be a huge privilege and you should have to work to get that. And uh, for instance, like Seth Rollins, why is he the champion? He lost to Matt Riddle in the uh, stupid match with uh, Daniel Cormier. And then he gets a title match the next night. Why? 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 I don't know. Bonkers. Bonkers. And and, and he won it. And, 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 And the champion got destroyed before the match. And no one helped him. No one cared, and 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 he still defended it. 
Like, I, I, I don't know. It took me out of it. I didn't like it. So, uh, I don't know what y'all think, but I as want my title I, I matches to be like a big Raw, deal. I'm, exciting, I'm, exciting, I'm excited I'm exciting. to watch the show, having taken a bit of time off, and I see that the main event is Seth versus Riddle, U.S. title. I'm just like, huh? Yeah, this why? Is, this should be a match that's sick because you get to see it at a pay-per-view. Hmm. And no, we, we just, just saw them did. at a pay-per-view. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, it, and it's supposed to be on the paper. We just saw it on the pay-per-view, and now we get it again. Like, they it, only used it to push okay. forward other feuds and to add other people, yeah. and I hate There's that. There's got to be a better way yeah. than that. You know, I think There's it's, it's mad. If you, if you look back at um, mad lad Seth's uh, run with the U.S. title before, I remember he did the whole open challenge thing, same as Cena's done, but he did that before, and I remember that title meant so much. Because Seth was winning and he won it legitimately and he was he was beating people and it was it felt like a big deal. Like it doesn't need to be an open challenge, but it felt like that title meant something important. And Seth's now, not yeah, the type to just give out title shots. He'd be complaining nah, about it. Like yeah, I'm not fighting. No, exactly. There's no chance. No. He's gonna make it a schmoz. He, he would never agree. Who 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 held the title that made it feel like a big deal was Bobby. Like, Bobby. I, en- Yo, I enjoyed over. Bobby it having did for a little title, bit. Like, it started to lose its luster pretty quick, though. He wasn't on any pay-per-views. He wasn't on pay-per-views. He had no feuds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when he when he, when he he won it, it feels right. Like, yeah. Bobby Lashley, All-American. Like Bobby all, versus you know, Brock, I'm down for, right? It doesn't need a title. It's it's still sick to me. And that's why I'm they took it off him. More than They're like, oh, this doesn't need a title. Let's just take that away and toss it somewhere else. But imagine that did. Imagine it did. Crown Jewel, Bobby versus Brock for the, for the US, US title. Because I don't know what's happening. I don't think Who's he, winning? I don't think Brock's ever held the US title. I now think it's Bobby for Brock to him. win, right? You think Bobby's going to beat him? I think he's. I think he beats him. Why not just leave the t- I guess they just want to spread it around because nah, like it, it doesn't need it. I don't know. They're, they're one match. Bobby has a win. So Brock's going to win this, right? So they have hmm. a number three. I do, uh, I do like that it seems the US title is more available to be won and so whereas and i get it like there's a prestige that needs to be built up i think bobby did that and that seth had to cheat as much as he did in order to and i I, i'm not disagreeing with your overall point uh jason but the fact that seth had to kind of resort to such dirty tactics uh shows that it's not easy to win that title and now look now you have Riddle going after it. You have Mustafa Ali. Elias seems to be uh, sneaking around there. So I, I'm still interested in the U.S. title picture as a whole, mm. but they got to do it I properly. Am, I am now. Mm. I've just watched Raw today. I am interested in it now, but, but the Bobby okay. match between Seth shouldn't have happened. One, because Bobby got destroyed before the match. But more importantly... Seth had a title match two days after he lost the match for a main title and he shouldn't have had that, so I'm with Jason on yeah. that. And then a week later defends the title against the guy that he just got beat by <laughs> for no reason other than it happened. And I'm like, what? why is this a thing? Like, why are these two guys fighting? Why didn't yeah. we go for... right into building a storyline with those guys and be like, okay, you guys it doesn't make you have sense. to earn a chance. Who's up next for the US title? 
Yeah. It's a great opportunity. All of you guys now are we involved in this. We even had that, though. We even had that. Like, we had Seth come out and go, yeah, look at me. I'm amazing. Yeah. I won the title. And then Mustafa Ali comes out. There was yeah, a pretty Ali good back and this. forth between yeah. the two. And I thought, this would make sense. Yeah. Build this feud. Mm-hmm. No. So now we've got four guys in the picture for the US title. And actually, Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins, Elias, and uh, Matt Riddle, right? All four of them in any kind of combination could be a really exciting match. So I like it now. And is putting the, them all the, putting them all into it means the match that they'll be in with Seth. Seth probably doesn't have to get pinned. Seth doesn't Seth. Seth if doesn't you have imagine to lose that's what they do, like a one on one. Yeah. Because I do you see him get it? I mean, he's on a crazy losing streak. Can he really, you know, then just come out and lose to one of these guys? No. It's he has to money. lose but like a J. No, no he's, he he's gonna beat it. um yeah. Mustafa. Yeah, yeah. My my assumption for this entire thing is that Seth holds the title until Cody comes back, and then Cody wins the US title. Maybe the, the, there's a prediction for you. That's what I think is going to happen. Because would it not would it not be insane to have Cody win yeah. the US title? It'd be fucking crazy it'd be cool yeah for sure so i guess like i don't know if the average wrestling fan just doesn't care like if they turn on raw and they see oh this is a cool match right seth versus bobby obviously sick match and that's all they care about for me i'm instantly perturbed and upset and don't want to watch the match because it makes no sense why it's happening and that bothers me just give us give us the whys then we need some whys we need a little build i need need that it's realism it just makes sense it it makes it seem like people care and in the operation of wwe and they have a structure like yeah i don't know maybe it's just beating beating a champion up before a match can't happen without repercussion throwing a title match together these are like the big obvious glaring things that we think need to get fixed and they're they're not they're really not that hard to fix i don't think no i don't think they are um and that brings me to my good which happened last night on Monday Night Raw, and it did involve Bobby Lashley, how they opened the show. There was a massive uh, slobber knocker of a brawl between these two behemoths, and it went exactly how it should go. They destroyed the furniture. The furniture was moving, (laughs) and everyone and their mother came out to try and stop these two from fighting and destroying each other, and it looked incredible. Including Mustafa Ali. Well, I didn't notice him. There was was a lot of people out there, but whatever. Yeah. That's what I want to see when you have two of your talents trying to destroy yeah. each other when they're not supposed to. I want to see the company do everything they can to protect them from each other. It yeah. makes sense instead of just having no one come out and they're killing each other on TV. We're all watching it. Is anyone uh, in the back? Is everyone taking a shit you at the same time them to get injured before the fucking yeah. fight? You ha, cannot ha. let them fight for free either. Not on a paid live event like all of these things from a promoter perspective like just keep it a little bit real how do you feel about other people like other wrestlers like i I, one thing it's one thing with you know the jamie nobles and the adam pierce and 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 the referees i was thinking that when i looked at alpha academy coming out do you think alpha academy makes sense helping there i figured they're they're company men if if triple h or something's the back get out there you fucking idiots i think it depends you have to think about who is going out there i suppose for sure yeah why would ali be out there yeah. He he just cut a big promo on Twitter and like I don't give a fuck about anyone now. It's just all me. <laughs> he he's not one that should have been like, in that group. I make sense Shelton was out there and Cedric were out there. They yeah. have a little history with Bobby. Um, yeah. Alpha Academy, yeah, sure. I could see them being like good, you know, company guys, but yeah. any like, face at any time you can send yeah. any face out there to be involved in it and it's fine. When you're sending heels out though, 
Yeah, I don't or like someone the heel thing. Like if, if Baron Corbin had run out, for example, it would have made no yeah. sense. Why would so he be weird. out there? So it's, you have Bray to think Wyatt. about coming out. Yeah. Bray Wyatt ran out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All trips on his way down. Like they Stop they fighting, fighting, guys. <laughs> Dexter Loomis comes out. Yeah. No, but... probably already there. I think, yeah. Exactly. You just have to think about who's going out there. You can't just send out anybody who's who happens to be around. I do think... Big outside. If... If I re- if a couple of wrestlers turn up, I, can, I do I think it legitimizes how important it is to separate these guys. So I I I like it. Like if I see somebody pull, I'm like, oh, actually, he's actually a wrestler. He's not just some knob, you know. Yeah. It, it Give me some cronies. Makes... I like former wrestler cronies. Give me them. Yeah, like it, it legitimizes what I'm seeing. It's fine. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I, I agree. They have Jason. a bunch of them back think, there, right? That are helping backstage and training everything. Yeah, Send them out. Let's go. The only thing I didn't like about that segment, and it's so petty, when I hit, when I started watching it, by the time the then, now, forever, together, pish happened, Your voice is Bobby, for that, Bobby was uh, halfway through his spiel. Uh. Like by the time oh. Raw kicked off, he you was halfway it... through talking. Okay, so the, well, I think they wanted to make it look like he got out there when he wasn't supposed to, like before, right? Yeah, that, uh... that that's fine, but like, it was like halfway through a sentence. He's not a good promo anyway. It's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> they, they started I, when they I, could. They're like, good point. Oh, it worked. No, oh, and that. that's why. That's why. Like last <laughs> week, I was upset. Because Bobby did so well as the champion, and he got destroyed and taken away from him, and all he did right. was go in the back and say, like, "Brock Lesnar, I'm gonna get you." And I was like, "Oh, this just ruined everything." <laughs> but then, like this week, they made up for it. It looked like a big deal. But the only problem is they got to keep this consistency. Like next week, someone's gonna get like uh, hit with a two by four in the skull, and no one's gonna care. You know, like they. If something bad like this happens, there needs to be someone that cares. Also, I don't think it should happen all yeah. the time. And one last little thing. I think we see the barricade break too much, and we've been yes, seeing I the announce table break oh, too much. It's supposed barricade. to mean, uh, so, like, stop breaking all the time. Announce like, table was fine for this one. No, this I was perfect. Like this, this all the yeah, stuff was on. This is it when exploded. it calls for it. it looks but it happens like too it often. Yeah. It's yeah, just right. it's just too much. Like I want to be excited when it happens, not just oh yeah, it happened again. Oh yeah, it happened again. How just set up a table I, instead, and I don't the understand. crowd will also stop asking for tables all the time. Yeah, true. I don't understand how, like, the entire like production is set up days in advance, <laughs> right? And for some reason, every single show, some dick doesn't secure that one little portion of barricade <laughs> there are people getting like power bombed on a barricade or like thrown into it at like 400 miles an hour and it never collapses but that one tiny little bit in front of the ring announcer so is never stuck hmm. down do you know what i'd like to see i'd like to see braun Strowman train wreck through otis a random piece right into that bit but it doesn't move. Ah. And they both they both just die or they, something. They, they <laughs> just die. They not yeah, they're expecting it to move and it doesn't. No. They expect hurt. it and just suddenly dead. Well like Brock and Bobby, they didn't even go through it. Like you he went he like lifted him over it and it's like his own legs and that it went fell through over. the little flimsy barricade. Like he brought him over it and it still falls. Didn't over a piece like of barricade it, uh, fall on its own recently? 
<laughs> when they were uh, fighting near the, it? There was, Extreme um, Rules? Yeah, the, the, the Donnybrook match. I yeah, think, it like, just fell on it itself fell by over. itself. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be happening. Good old-fashioned Donnybrook. Good old-fashioned botch. But, um, yeah, that's just there's a couple of my gripes and a couple of my grapes. What a dirty, gripes great, and grapes. grumpy grape rat you are. So it's time for a segment that people enjoy because I talk the most. And that's the ones that everybody likes to hear more than anything else. Welcome to Ginger Heat's Trivia. I am Ginger Heat. We are reading from... I didn't realize how long that drop was. Acknowledge me, Ginger Heat, the acknowledge... Listen up, you son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Got some sticky cards here. I guess Jason was using them while I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spit on them. Oh. With my Doesn't taste like your spit. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, if you guys are ready, here we go. One, two, three, four, five questions. Everybody knows the rules. There are no rules. Which WWE superstar had held head? the Divas Championship for a record three hundred and one days? Michelle McCool. What? Trish Stratus. <laughs> nope. Lita. Nope. I see. Keep guessing. <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Because there's no Jason's rules. taking too long. There's no rules. Uh, <laughs> there are no rules. Everybody knows the rules. Divas like championship rules. Yeah, the Divas championship. Oh, on, uh, Nikki Bella. Yes. Uh, Nikki Bella is correct. Jason Nikki with Cross. The... Jason tried to cheat. Nikki. Uh, <laughs> Checking Wikipedia. Checking Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Keep a look on this guy's hands. Hands in the air. Hands on the pen. Hands on the pen. Who won the first ever WWE Wrestling Classic Tournament? Uh, what? <laughs> what classic tournament? What is that? The what? Classic Tournament. What is Andre that? Who won the first ever WWE Wrestling Classic Tournament? Andre the Giant. Not Andre the Giant. It's uh. What year was it? Yeah, what year that was era. That? It's that era. Uh, wrestling classic tournament. You should oh, get one Hogan. guess, and then I'll give you a hint. No. Oh. Uh, Do we know who it is? Yes. Okay. Ric Flair. No. no. So he has an animal in his name. Jake Coco Snake Beware? <laughs> Neither of Coco Beware. What animal was oh, in his name? Well, he brings a, a Coco? Is it Ricky? <laughs> yes, uh, no, he brings a Beware. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, no mythical creatures. Oh, sorry, you didn't specify. <laughs> One more guess, everybody, for... Uh, He's got an oh. animal in his name. Uh, an animal. animal name? Oh. Oh. Uh, no. Gorilla, like, Gorilla oh, Monsoon. Oh. No. Oh. That's way back. Not that, yeah, that's way back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe He's he came back. I don't know. An animal in his name, eh? I guess I'm out. Um, Animal. Oh, this is really difficult. I can't think of any wrestler with an animal in his name. <laughs> and my hands are not looking at Wikipedia. So okay. uh, uh, I, I only I, distrust Jason. I, I don't even think. remember the name of the tournament to look up anyway. So. <laughs> the Wrestling w- Classic. The WWE the Wrestling, wrestling classic, classic I think it was a pay-per-view. First ever WWE Wrestling Classic Tournament. Is there a slight clue you can give us? I gave I, the anim- uh, there's an animal in the name. 
Give us there's another an, one. There's an animal in his name. Animal He's African American. It doesn't help. Oh, 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 oh! I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Junkyard dog. Yes, there it is. Oh. Jason, two for two. Junkyard dog yeah. is correct. I was about to say what's a junkyard, but then I forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the binyard. The binyard. Is dog. that where they found the octopus? Yeah, just go over the binyard. All right. <clears throat> Ooh, this is a tough one, but it's like a classic wrestling trivia question. Right, here we go. Who was the first WWE superstar to win King of the Ring? Bret Hart. Uh, no. I've no idea. Uh, it's a tough one. How, how far back are we going? I can't even remember what the first one was. 87? It's like before yeah, it's like, Brett uh, era. Like, yeah, Brett was the televised one. Uh, uh, Bob Backlund. It's a good guess, but no. Uh, I would have guessed something like that. I think that. it's some. Um, he's got one of those names, you know, like it's like Bob. I think he's just a regular name. He's a regular guy. He's just a man. It's a cool he's name, just though, but it's not man. like. It's just a man's name. First name, last name. Oh. I have no idea. First name. Uh, it's Jordan's the name guess. of a former president. <clears throat> Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> that's a president. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Is it uh, yeah. a former president? I guess Sounds Bar- like it could be a Papa de Boop, you know? Bruno Sammartino. He's Italian. Sammartino's a good guess. It sounds like this guy would be friends with him. You know what I'm saying? He'd be friends with him. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I know, I know. Say it. Wait, you find it Don Morocco. Yes, it is. Uh, Don Morocco. You can't have that guess. He's already had a guess. Correct. Oh, well, you, you never heard really Don Morocco. Were you close? No, you would have said Massimo Babetto before you said Don Morocco. <laughs> My Wi-Fi wasn't kicking in. Close and quick enough, you know. Dino Bravo. Two oh, questions you know left. Funny? I, I thought it was Jimmy Bravo, but it said Don Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky son of a gun. Which WWE Hall of Famer was... Actually, I'm going to read this one last. This is going to be our championship question. First, who cashed in Money in the Bank at SummerSlam 2013 and defeated Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship? Randy Orton. That is correct! Waxman is on the board. Three for Jason, one for Waxman. So the four-point question of the day. Here we go. Thanks, mate. Which WWE Hall of Famer was the first... Two-time King of the Ring winner. Oh, Bret Hart. That is correct. Jason yes. wins with a dominant seven Unlike Goldberg. Points. <laughs> yeah. ah, do you know who's not Waxman. King of the Ring? Four points to Waxman. <laughs> not Goldberg. There it is. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our trivia for the day. Uh, the next one has some good questions. I see from... Two, we have 1998, 2010, Raw 1000... Um, TLC 2000, SummerSlam 2004. So we have some modern stuff coming next week. I love nice. those ones. Modern. It was a bit of a tough one this week with our Don Morocco and the rest. The 1980s. So. 70s. <laughs> well done, boys. Yeah, you are really retro well for some of those. Well, I, I just read what's on the page, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who puts it on the page? This guy. <laughs> it's me, well, Austin. It's me, Austin. 
But that was it. That's the podcast. Way to go, disappoint, guys. Disappoint, 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 Wherever you're listening to this, make sure to subscribe <laughs> and like it and tell area. one wrestling nerd about the podcast. We love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Good night. Bye.